What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli. And alongside me, as always, are my two good friends, Dean Montalbano and Ray Volo. In episode five, we will be continuing with our division previews. and We will move on to the ASC North. And then we will move to our position groups. Um, this week, we're looking at the offensive tackles in a new format, which we will go over later. And then the fellows will rank their top five tackles, as always. Um, fellas, how we feeling? Combine underway as of Tuesday with some um, some GMs and coaches uh, hitting the media. And then we are recording Wednesday night. Players will take the field tomorrow. So pumped about that. Let's go, boys. Can't wait. Pumped Mark up. Scott can't wait. Like that level of can't wait. I yeah. cannot wait. I haven't been able to watch and uh, listen to the pressers yet, except for just Joey D's because uh, he's our Lord and Savior, of course. But uh, I heard a lot of buzz already coming out, so I'm very excited to speculate and uh, and overreact probably. All I've been doing is listening to Joe Douglas on repeat. He's, he has a voice <laughs> of an angel. It's like a combination of Fergie. Some ASMR. <laughs> uh, before we start, each of you, give me one player that you're most looking forward to seeing at the combine. Damn, that's a hard question. Boye Mafe. I'm going. Like that. I want him on the Jets day too. Like that. You're legit obsessed with him. Um, I'm going to do someone who I just want to make sure that he gets in my parameters as far as for his 40 yard dash. It would make me feel a lot better about the fact that I have him at wide receiver one. And that's, of course, Drake London. I just want to make sure he's in those four fives. You hear people talk about I know a lot of shit. And that, he, I mean, that's not wrong. Characteristic he, he, that happens. I'm, d- correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he may not be working out. I'm not positive. Yeah. I haven't heard that. I feel like a lot of guys are backing out. I thought that, I heard has to be, that has to be brand new news, but because uh, I definitely did not see it recently. You're the king but, of old news, though. Yeah, I, that is very true. I'm very late on things. <laughs> uh, but uh, if he gets in the low four fives, I'm. Pfft, Oh my God! I want Jets to get him at ten more than anything. I'm also I'm also pumped to see Pickens. I know I think I heard that he's uh, doing everything. If I, which is crazy, I can't believe that. If he is, I feel like he should. Love that shit. Like uh, I feel like he's just going to test really well. There's nothing but upside for him going. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Excited to see that getting going tomorrow. Um, so, all right, we'll move right into the AFC North division preview. As always, we're going to go in reverse order of the draft order. So that means we will start with the Super Bowl runner-up, the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincy, they will come in with $49 million in cap into this offseason. They have eight picks. They're picking at 31. Some areas of need. Offensive tackle, as always, Joe Burrow just got absolutely demolished all playoff run and they still continue to win, which was crazy. Um, offensive tackle, interior offensive line. And I think they could also use some secondary help too. Mm-hmm. Um, saw that throughout the playoffs as well. Um, Jesse Bates set to hit free agency, the big notable name, um, CJ Uzama, Eli Apple, Riley Reef, and Larry Uganagabi. Um, that might have just butchered that last name, but thought it was pretty close. Um, <laughs> So we're going to start with Dean. Uh, Dean, how are you feeling about the Bengals offseason? Well, they just defied all odds with 
basically paper covering Joe Burrow and they made it to the Super Bowl. So I, I, I'm still shocked that that happened, to be completely honest. But I feel like it's good that we start at first free agency because that obviously happens first before the draft. So start, you have to start with Jesse Bates. He's very, very vital to that defense and holding it together. And there's no way they're not going to sign him with all that money they have. So I'm, I'm just locking it up that he will be with the Bengals next year. So I will just cross off safety as a need. But other than that, like you said, it's just O-line, 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 then maybe a little bit of corner. Uh, that those, those are the biggest needs in that order. Legit O-line four times and then, and then corner. Uh, Riley Reef, I think he's like 33. He's old, so uh, he's not coming back. He was on the opposite side of Jonah. And uh, I guess you could try and get Teron Armstead. And that could be a little jazzy. I'd like that for them. But uh, if they swing and miss on that, I would rather for them to get some interior help for free agency, maybe a Brandon Scherf. And then for the draft, I love like an Abraham Lucas in the second with their 63rd. If they don't get uh, a guy they really want at 31, maybe if they just strike out altogether on O-line, I love a Zion Johnson 31 than Abraham Lucas 63. I think that'd be a fucking home run for them, to be quite honest. Uh, And then for corner, maybe McDuffie, maybe Kyler at 31, Kyler Gordon. The Washington cornerbacks, I feel like that would really fit their system. They'd be uh, hyped to have that and possibly even a, maybe a Stephon Gilmore and free agency would be crazy. Yeah, they're in such an interesting spot because they do have a lot of holes kind of, but they're still set up. Um, and as we've seen, the recipe for winning is having these dominant quarterbacks on rookie deals. Um, they're really set up for a good offseason. Ray, how are you feeling about that? I feel like they can they could take they could draft three offensive linemen and sign guys in the offseason too. Yeah, I mean Dean pretty much emphasized it pretty clearly. Line is has to be their number one priority. Um I, I think Teron Armstead is, I don't think he may be the biggest best fit. I like Dean said I think Brandon Scherf would be a really good fit. And Stefan Gilmore as well. Someone you can get on, on a little short term deal, give him a lot of a- annual high a- annual average salary and come sharp that secondary. Um, I think low-key, two positions you guys didn't really mention as needs. I think defensive tackle is definitely going to be a need. Mm-hmm. Jay Hill and uh, Ogunjobi, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. They played really, really well in that playoff run, uh, just penetrating, stopping their run. So if they can't retain either of those guys, it's definitely a position they're going to have to uh, recoup some talent at. And then secondly, uh, with uh, CJ Uzama as a free agent, uh, they may have to go. This is a deep tight end class. Maybe one of their day three picks or late day two picks. You can go uh, snag one of those guys. Um, kid out of Wisconsin. Like, don't know why I'm blank on his name. Anyone? Ferguson. Guy? Ferguson. Yeah, Ferguson. I can see them, uh, him fitting really well in that scheme. And also, just a thought at, on day one, let's say they do try to buff up the offensive line of free agency. I can see them taking a swing on one of the pass rushers. Um, I think they saw what the Rams defensive line did to them. And I think fight fire of fire and just get after the quarterback pair him with Hendrickson and just and Hubbard. cause, cause havoc. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, yeah. CJ Zom is really, really interesting because not a big name player, um, but 
I think everybody's kind of saw down the stretch during that playoff run. Everybody's going to talk about the wide receiver group and it's a crazy one. Jamar chase T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, but he was really a security blanket for Joe Burrow. He made a lot of big plays for them down, down the stretch. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, a team that is set and poised looking for the future and looking to win a championship. Um, if you're in Cincinnati, you got to be really excited. Got to fucking love Joe Burrow. Um, all right, we're going to keep it rolling to Pittsburgh. They have six picks in this upcoming draft. They're picking at 20. Um, they're going to go into free agency with just under $30 million in cap. Um, some areas of needs. Quarterback, big time. Um, as Big Ben has retired, Dwayne Haskins and Josh Dobbs are also free agents. So Mason Rudolph is the only quarterback left on the roster, I believe. Um, so <laughs> I don't think they can go in with only him as their starting quarterback next year. Um, offensive line, always a need for Pittsburgh in the last few years. Um, some interior defensive line. Those, some of those guys are getting older with uh, Hayward and uh, some secondary help. Joe Hayden. Um, also a free agent this year. Some other guys, Juju Schuster is likely gone. Eric Ebron, Trey Turner, and Terrell Edmonds also set to hit the free agent market. Ray, what are we thinking for Pittsburgh going into this offseason? Yeah, this is a weird one for them. I mean, Kevin Colbert announced he's retiring after this draft. Yeah. Um, obviously, their needs start. Uh, you can't talk about their needs without talking about the quarterback, but in a weak quarterback draft class, you got a new GM coming on after the draft. I feel like he's got to take a quarterback though, right? I don't know. I find your I, last your last draft, like how you not like trying to make that big splash I'm to, like, sure. end your career. I think Ozzy did it with uh, Lamar, but I just feel like it's not a recipe for success having a, a GM draft the QB for the future and then they hire someone else. Like maybe if they're in line, but I just don't see it. I feel like the Steelers are going to roll with a veteran. Uh, I could see them using keeping Rudolph as a stopgap, maybe going like a day two QB. Like, um, what's his name from uh, the senior ball? Carson, Carson, Carson Strong. Strong. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they're going to go with the, they're stick with a veteran route. I think Trubisky uh, could be an option in free agency. He's getting or, a lot of buzz. Or even Jimmy oh. G. I mean, I don't think it's going to cost a one to go get Jimmy G. Maybe a couple, I mean, like they're two twos. Two, and a two next year, I think like the GM coming in can uh, live with that. For I mean, I just Pittsburgh just seems like they're they're going to want to go with a proven guy to me. Um, that being said, they also need to protect the quarterback as a big need. So I think they ha- they have some money to play with. I think projected thirty one mil. I can see them going into that second tier of uh tackles, like someone like Cam Robinson maybe or. Our boy Morgan Moses come off a big year. I feel like he'd be a perfect fit to slide it right tack for them. Um, draft wise, I mean, I know this Malik Willis hype is going to be churning with Mike Tomlin like loving them, but like I said, I think they're going to stick. They can go the veteran route. Um, I think they got to address the line at twenty. If Penning fell to them, I think that is a dream come true. He just, me and Dean were talking about it. He just looks like an AFC, guy. Just an AFC North tackle. I don't know. Either Pittsburgh or Baltimore. I can just see him being like a 10-year starter there. Um, and then if not, the line, I mean, if you can't get Penning because people are saying he's going to be top 15, I think Linderbaum yeah, yeah. I think Linderbaum would be perfect for them. 
or even Dean's boy, top five pick, uh, Kenyon Green. Kenyon, Kenyon Green won't be there either. I don't think yeah. any of those three will be there, to be completely honest with you. I mean, you thought Kenyon Green's going to go top five. Yeah, I mean, not, <laughs> I did not think that. Not, every, not everybody Check can go that. top Not everybody can go top ten. So opening, oh opening, gosh. opening pod, Dean starts talking about Laramie Tunzel and Jaguars <laughs> and Kenyon Green going five. Oh I mean, first we had to get, hitters, bro. We Give had to get our name out somehow. <laughs> For real. ESPN was putting up, putting us up on their, uh, on their big board. Being, Look at these fucking idiots. <laughs> hey, any, any publicity is good publicity. True I mean, that, my friend. That, that that. Hello, I'm totally fine with be, being the scapegoat. Back to the Steelers, though. The fact that they made the playoffs with the corpse of big crazy is bananas. <laughs> it's crazy. Not, straight up bananas. Dude, I forget what Ben's number was, like his air yards, like uh, before catches. It's like, Something absurd. Like he was throwing like you looked literally like, like it was like two and a half yards or it, it wasn't no that way. low, but it, it was something like, like it had to be a it was something high. like so insane that I was like, they're like not even like pushing the ball like past on a scrimmage. Um he actually looked like Casey throwing the ball lefty. Like it's not <laughs> like even not Casey's pretty good at that shit, but he's really good at it lefty, actually. I think that's a compliment. Also, uh one other need that I forgot to mention, they need to stop the run this year. Like they were they had so many holes, it was actually so many. Like I mm-hmm. even Jordan Davis, I could totally see them being a fit there. He he just looks like mean Joe Green type, just throw him in the center <laughs> of that D and just fucking stop him. I like that. Um for sure. Um so we will move on to Baltimore now. Um, Baltimore's got 10 picks. They're picking at 14. Um, some areas of need. Um, interior defensive line edge um, in the secondary and some interior offensive line help, um, especially with Bradley Bozeman about to hit free agency. And then a lot of their other big free agents are some older defensive players, Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, Jimmy Smith, Justin Houston. Um and Anthony Everett, not that he's old, but he is also set to hit the free agent market. Um, they're coming in with around $10 million in cap um, for Baltimore. So this is a big draft for them um, with a lot of picks and kind of a down year. Lamar was up and down with injury, and Huntley played well for them. Um, I think he's a free agent, too. They definitely need to bring him back. I, he's a good player. He's definitely a really, really overqualified backup. Um, but, Dean, what do you like here for Baltimore? Yeah, same with the Bengals. We're just going to start at uh, – I feel like we definitely start a free agency, even though they only have 10 mil. I'm sure they'll obviously sure up some. We see all these teams and all these numbers. Usually, you know, they definitely get a nice little bump, whether whether it's going to be 10, whether it's going to be 20 is obviously uh, – I'm not totally sure what that's going to end up being because I'm not totally familiar with the contract statuses for most of their players. But I definitely think they could look to get a steal maybe at safety uh, and sharing sharing that up before they go into the draft where they have a ton of capital in. If they don't, I definitely see 45 being being shelled out for maybe like a Daxton Hill or honestly, I would like Daxton Hill there a lot personally. But if not, Marcus Williams would be perfect. He's kind of like an Ed Reed type in the fact that he could really be your, your single high guy. And they love running that. And then that would sure up the fact that at 45, they can probably go out and get Elam uh, out of Kair Elam if he's there. I mean, that would obviously be a steal. But a big physical guy who disrupts you at the line of scrimmage, they love that shit. Have a few of those pair with a single high guy, and they love that. Uh, And then we obviously got to talk about 14. 
I think that this is probably, I think this is definitely the absolute floor of where Jermaine Johnson could go. So I think if he's here, I think that they probably take him almost definitely. Obviously they could go corner here with maybe like a Stingley or sauce. Uh, I wouldn't hate any of that or even Andrew Booth. No, that's my guy. Um, and I know a guy that Ray likes a lot. I actually let him touch on it. Sweet. Yeah. I think this also could be a really good spot for Linder, uh, coming off, especially if they decide to let Bozeman walk. Um, Ray, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, Linder is a really good fit for this team. I think, like Dean said, I think Penning um, Penning would be perfect for them too. I think they need to sharp their offensive line. I mean, you can't really can, – can they draft a, like just healthy season? Because they got fucking hosed. And they got season. hosed. They got hosed big time. Um, but – Tackle and secondary, I know Dean touched on, but another position, that defensive front, I think they can always use a use an ad there. And someone like Trevon Walker, I just I can see him being a just a Ravens guy, versatile. They can kick him inside out. Uh, athletic freak. Sorry for using that again, Chris. Uh, but I think his best fo- <laughs> his best football is ahead of him. He's I mean, that's someone I can see them going at fourteen. And then if let's say they go, let's say they decide to go to the defensive front at fourteen. Someone like Petit uh, for Fier in the second round. I can see them. He can play either tackle because um, what's his name? Notre Dame guy. Ronnie know. Staley. Uh, thank you, Ronnie Staley. His uh, his health has been very inconsistent the last couple of years. So I think a tackle who can go both sides would be helpful too. So if you can't get that in round one, I think uh, that Ohio State kid, uh, high upside day two pick. Yeah. I'm with you. They uh they definitely were bit by the injury bug last year. Lamar Dobbins went down before the season. Gus Edwards went down in in preseason, right? Uh Staley was Staley was out for a while. Uh Marcus Peters was out for a while, I think. And I didn't Marlon Humphrey might have also missed a few games. Um so the uh the training staff also might be catching some of the boot too um moving into this season. But we will move on to our final team, um, the Cleveland Browns, um, a team that a lot of people picked for the Super Bowl, honestly, prior to last year coming into the season. Um, really underwhelming year. They just were so up and down. All the OBJ shit, all the Baker shit. That's a really interesting situation, too. Do they bring him back? No deal has been um, signed yet for his extension. So he's playing with one more year left on his deal. Um, they have nine picks going into this draft. They're picking at 13 right ahead of the Ravens um, interior defensive line edge, uh, a big need for them linebacker. They need some wide receiver help because Jarvis is likely gone too um, with his $15 million salary. I think actually Andrew Barry, their GM today, like in one of the press conferences for the combine was like saying goodbye to him almost today, um, which was like, Kind of weird. That's why. Um, some other notable names, Davion Clowney, David Njoku, um, Dearness Johnson, who had a good season filling in for Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb when they were out. Um, Anthony Walker, Rashad Higgins, and Tack McKinley all set to hit free agency, and they're coming in with around $28, $29 million in cap. Um, so we'll push it over to Ray. Ray, what are you thinking for Cleveland? 
I, I just to start off, I'm such a brown stan. I don't know why. You are. You love Baker. I don't know if it's because just they've just been suffering along <laughs> with us the last couple of decades. I love me some Baker. I think they just have a really good foundation build. They just got to get over the hump. And that starts with just surrounding Baker with some weapons. They need some wide out help big time. Like you said, no OBJ anymore. Um, Landry's most likely gone. Probably. I think they have money to spend. So I think they, they got to bring in multiple guys. I can see someone like Chris Godwin. I know he's coming off that injury. Maybe they can get him a little cheaper. I think he's he'd a good be a, fit, actually. I think he'd be a really good fit for them. Likes to block. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's big, physical. He can play in the slot a little bit. Kind of like a little bit Landry esque in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'd be a really good fit. And then at, thir- at uh, 13, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, I think wide receiver is just. I mean, I don't want to say it's a must, but I think if I'm their GM, I'm leaning that way heavily. And I re- another another big physical slot receiver. I think Traylon Burke would be a really good fit for them. I think they. Uh, I know Dean mocked that. I'm pretty sure Dean mocked Traylon there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, high upside guy, big. He, they can use him in a variety of ways and just get the get the ball at Baker's hands quick, early, and for hopefully someone who can make a play happen because he's got to cut down those interceptions if they want to. Um, they won't go far. Rely on the running game and let Baker just run the offense efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then edge, I think, is that edge two spot Big across time. from Miles Garrett. I think they're going to need to try to target that. In the past, I mean, bringing Jadavion Clowney, they, they have shown they want to try to buy it. Uh, an interesting name, I think, would be a really good fit there would be Daniil Hunter. Mm-hmm. If they can try to go trade him and pry him away from Minnesota. They have the money to be able to afford them. I know. I think Minnesota's a little cash strapped, and they have the picks to go get it done. I wouldn't. I would love give up forty four, and maybe get like a day three pick back, and just get Daniel Hunter in. I think him and uh, Miles Garrett would be just a disgusting duo on the edge. Yeah, they. I mean, they spent the money last last offseason too, so they are not afraid um, to go out and get guys. Um, I know John Johnson had a really good year for them and they paid him some, some decent money. Um, and they're always looking to, uh, to pay up their offensive line. Um, Dean, what do you think here for Cleveland? Yeah, no, uh, I think, I think Ray touched on a lot of great points. I kind of just want to give a, uh, kind of just a different guy. Cause I agree. I think there's a, a pretty decent shot that Browns run it back and try to do what they tried to accomplish when they signed Jadavian Clowney. And I think that because I think there's an amazing option out in free agency. You don't need to do any trades for it. And that is Chandler Jones. If they could somehow get Chandler Jones on a kind of discounted one to two year deal, you know, it's kind of last two raw trying to go get a chip. I, I think that would be awesome to see on the other side of Jadavian, uh, Jadavion and uh, uh, oh Miles, God, Garrett. I Miles, Miles. Miles Garrett. I apologize. Um, and then, uh, he, I think you said Chris Godwin, right, Ray? Uh, just another guy, uh, cause I think that a veteran would really, really, really help Baker. I feel like it can't just be Donovan Peoples Jones and, you know, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, or Traylon Burke, whoever you want to pick your poison with. It doesn't really matter. I, I feel like you need actually another one as well. And I think Alan Robinson would be great. And considering the terrible year he just had, which, uh, he's obviously made his case that it's not on him, and I tend to agree. Is you know, he'll I assume you'd get him on a 
on a pretty fire sale to be completely honest. So I, again, like Ray said, this is a team that has amazing foundation and was projected to be in the Super Bowl by a lot of people, not for no reason. There's definitely a reason. So there's a chance that they could be unlocked after this year for sure. I know they came in last in their division, but two positions that they have shirt up that they definitely don't need to target early or big money free agency, offensive line and secondary. They invested so much in those two groups. Those are, I think, those are locked up for the. And they're they're elite. Very they really are. They are elite. And oh my god, those are probably my two favorite positions to be shirt up besides quarterback. So yeah, yeah, but you just said it. You just hit the nail on the head. Besides quarterback, it's like yeah. It's just, what, what, it's, they, what do they do next? What do they do next year if they're a nine and eight team and maybe they just miss out on the playoffs again? Like, do you extend Baker? I mean, obviously, it depends. The quarterback class next year um, is much stronger than than this class, um, and I'm not really sure what the free agent market looks like next year. Um, but Baker's sturdy enough that, like, do you just have to roll the dice on him? I don't know. Um, that'll be an interesting uh, team to monitor. It's a really interesting division. All these teams are all vying for the playoffs every season. So, like, I mean, we, we said it before, but fucking Pittsburgh got in the playoffs this year. That team stunk. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so, I still can't believe it. Re- really interesting division. Really gritty like division. Stumbling into wins. Really, they really did. Um, but all right, so that was our division preview of the AFC North. We're going to move into our offensive tackle breakdown now. Um, we're doing a little bit of a new format. Um, so we are going to discuss a group of players um, openly and candidly. Um, we'll let the guys flip-flop. Um, and then at the end, we will have each guy select his top five and a few honorable mentions. Um, so we are going to start with Ray and Ray is going to talk about Charles cross first, the offensive tackle from Mississippi state. Um, and by the way, we're just going in alphabetical order of last name for this. So there's no rankings on these. Not yet, at least not yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Charles cross is, I mean, he's one of my boys in this draft. Just watch. If you just turn on tape and watch him, you can use let your imagination run wild. And I think his ceiling is, I'd argue almost as high as anyone, any other tackles in this class. Don't disagree. I mean, he's he coming from a pass, slightly. very pass happy offense. So he's got, I mean, NFL is a passing league. He has the, he has the experience in pass sets. I think he, I think I can't remember the exact number, but the amount of uh, like snaps that he played and in, in particular pass reps he played was absurd in that Mike Leach offense. Seven, 719. It was, yeah. Year. It's something insane. But I, the fact that you have that is pretty, pretty. Uh, and only six, that, he's and only league. sixteen pressures. That's stats that's guy. pretty crazy. That's guys. Those yeah, can be misleading. Guy. That good number, good the pressures number, but that's crazy. I knew we had to and they're a virgin. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's got the height and length. You can see his feet are. He looks like a ballerina out there. His feet are so. He's got such quiet feet, and he moves so well. One question mark on him, obviously, is just the strength. I think. But that could, that's going to come in time, you know. Get him in an NFL weight room and the offseason program. You can put on some. You can like he can develop that anchor to be able to just hold up in power sets. I think so, something you can't teach is that athleticism, and he's got it in spades. I think he's the 
clearly, I think he has the highest upside as a left tackle in this draft. What do you, what about you, Dean? What are you thinking? No, yeah, no. Uh, hey, in my opinion, he's the best pass pro tackle in the draft. Uh, it's obviously very close, but he's most polished in my opinion. And just like you said, with the strength, he's just, sometimes he's just not, especially on run plays, he's just not physically imposing and he really wins and he's really good at positioning and getting those angles to really kind of work for him in the run game. And that's kind of how he wins, but that's definitely a little bit concerning because that won't, that obviously won't slide at the next level. But like you said, that is something that could definitely be worked on and is one of the easier things to work on, obviously opposed to maybe a foot footwork or hand usage. Uh, And I guess the only other thing is he definitely isn't, his length isn't crazy. It's very evident on tape. So people are going to be really waiting to hear what his, what his arm length comes in at. Uh, but he's, yeah, he's hi- highly ranked on my board. We'll obviously get into that. He's a beast. Yeah. He's definitely been one of my biggest risers um, since we started doing this. I, f- I mean, some people are talking about him as he could number be the number one, one, yeah. number one pick. And I think he very well could be, I think he's going to do great at the combine and all those cone drills and all the all the lateral agility drills i mean ray said it he's a ballerina this guy moves so well for a guy that size um and i really like i really like him um so we're gonna move on to our next player um we got icky aquanu dean this is your boy this is one of my boys too i fucking love icky i love icky Um, but a lot of people are projecting him as a guard and i think he will be and all pro guard if he does move inside, oh. but I think he does have. Oh, no, no, I think he does have the chops to play tackle. Dean, what say you? Hundred percent does. People are out of their minds sometimes. They really are. They're crazy with this stuff. Um, and for anyone who can't see, my name on Zoom right now is Icky Vicky. Is for a reason. So you don't. No, no one can see. No Me one can see right now. Oh, the, the TikTok I mean, account for, is still I mean, for those for those who can't see it. That's right. The meant. TikTok account is still being worked on. We're gonna get some <laughs> clips up so you can see Dean's stupid ass face and me and Ray making fun of him. Yes, that is that is that is hundred percent what that's gonna be for. But um, <laughs> uh, since we'll get to Icky now, six four three twenty five. Sure. Since he became a starter in as a true freshman, actually in twenty nineteen, um, it's very very important to realize that he has gotten just noticeably better and better in both pass protection and run blocking each year. That's obviously gotten him to this point where he is definitely the best, the most dominant run blocking tackle in the nation, in my opinion. And I believe his progress, if it was to go maybe a step or two more in pass pro is just making him the complete, complete package. And he's got the length. He's going to, I, I think he's going to get close. He's an athlete. I think he's going to get close to maybe like a 5-1, maybe 5-0-40, which I guess he's a tackle, so it doesn't really matter as long as he's not like the five fives. But uh, he's going to be a stellar tackle in, the, tackle in the NFL. I fully believe that. What, about, what do you think, Ray? Ray, yeah, give me some. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he can play tackle. I don't think anyone really questions that. I just – I've envisioned him on that right guard of the New York Jets line and just – pulling for or going to that wide zone and i just fucking nut i think i think that his highest his particular highest ceiling is at guard i think he'd be all pro annually can he play tackle do you think i do i think he can probably sure 
I just think that if you want to get the most out of him, and kicking him inside may not be the worst idea. I feel like the kick inside thing is used too much. It's usually used when people don't have the arm length, especially. But this is a guy who has a proven three-year track record, I believe close to 2,500 snaps, and he, he was the best tackle. He started at guard. Yeah, I mean, I think the the bigger the... – Yeah, no, they're not all – those aren't all in – those aren't all tackle snaps, but I just mean he has the experience. He's He was the best tackle on tape this year, and I I, I think that's pretty definitive in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think the concerns, are, I mean, aren't the arm length because I think he does have – really really good arm length i think it's more of it's the lateral mobility um sometimes he does get caught up in his feet um and if he can just be spaced in between two players um and he can get his hands on you because once he gets his hands on you that guy is a fucking mauler he does not let you go um so like ray said definitely his highest upside is at guard um but i don't think that about i don't think there's Tristan Wirfs as well. Just want. I mean, to- yeah, but he never got kicked inside the guard. And he's legit. I mean, I know he's he's an all pro tackle. tackle. He's, he's an all pro level tackle. But, top three tackle in the league. Um, that's debatable. But um, I'd give him top five. Top three was a little <laughs> too much. But but regardless, like Ray said, his his highest upside is at guard. But um, definitely think he is a starting tackle from day one if a team wants him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to move on to our next guy. We got Ray here starting up with Daniel Falele from Minnesota, the fucking massive human being. Just call him house. I was going to say fridge. fridge. He, 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 Dude, he's is, bigger than a fridge. Much bigger than a fridge. That's what I wanted. I wanted to actually say. <laughs> you, I, well, I know you like talk about like arm length. That's when people like, oh, that's a huge critique year in, year out on tackles. I feel like that's, that, that's usually the reason why they call them guards. I feel like this is, that's just not an issue this year. All these guys, I was looking at their measurement. They're all these guys are huge. Fucking huge. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. So like, there's this guy, 11 inch hands. That's like three of my wangs. Fucking <laughs> 30 more. 35 and 38 inch. I'm arm. doing quick math here. <laughs> yeah, you're you're being way too generous for yourself. <laughs> I'll check me on that one. Nikki P. Yeah, that's Nikki P. Math right there. <laughs> Uh, 86 and a quarter inch wingspan. Like this guy is fucking insane. Um, that being said, he does have his flaws. Obviously, with, with that big size comes a little bit lack of mobility. Uh, I watched his tape yesterday though, and he moves better than you think. Like he doesn't look like a guy who's 390 pounds pushing 400. Like he, he gets out of his stance quick, like pretty quick, but he doesn't move like laterally that quick. But I feel like he I feel like gets he knows up him- quick. I feel like he knows himself where like he knows that he has to like get out like he has to get out of his stance where he can get outside to catch up with those speed rushers where it does tend to be a little bit of a concern on tape where like people will beat him with the color across his face with that inside move. And I think you saw that a little bit at the senior bowl too, like where the first rep they try to they'd get outside, then the second rep the guys would try to go inside real quick and just trick him a little bit. Um Obviously, he's going to be a little scheme specific. Like, you can't have him in a wide zone, like playing right tackle. I don't think. I think a like power gap scheme will be ideal for him. And, but he can, he's going to be a right tackle. I know there was talk like he said that he'd be willing to go to guard. I don't know how you can have a six foot eight, 400 pound guy at guard. It's yeah, like the, it's, so. it's like the sumo wrestler from the fucking replacements, you know? Uh, <laughs> but, 
he's going to be like, he's not going to be for everyone, but I think he's going to be someone that you look back, he's going to go on day two and you quite possibly be like, how the fuck did this team get him? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I some, agree. some inexperience. Um, definitely. He was a former rugby player. Um, so I think teams are going to fall in love with that upside. Um, but like you said, likely a day two guy. Um, but who knows? He could wow some some people um, with his combine and his pro day. Um, so we're going to keep it moving. Our fourth player, we got Abraham Lucas um, from Washington State. Dean, what do you like about Abraham besides his yeah. name? Uh, yeah, great name. Uh, most most uh, common name in the world. So let's put some respect <laughs> on it. That's my uh, What? You talking about Muhammad, bro? <laughs> Fucking book, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's that's fucked. Um, I feel like that's worse than the Tonzel thing. This guy sucks. Yeah, I, I, feel, like that, I, I that. feel like that's way I worse than the Tonzel thing. Like, misquoting too I'm, I'm I'm lacking. That's bad. That is bad. Don't um, ever don't ever misquote around. Just me. so you know, just just. Wait, I mean, that was just evidence that I'm off the cusp all the time. But. Were you were you thinking like Abraham because it's like a Jewish name, like from like the Bible? Is that what you were like going for? Is that yeah? Like it's a biblical name, exactly word okay i think that's i think that's fine i think abraham and muhammad are, are almost the same name i i don't know uh but uh any, <laughs> anyway uh, abraham lucas uh he played in washington <laughs> state's air raid offense and i was shocked when i saw this number he has over three thousand snaps and almost all are exclusively at right tackle and he let up a total of four fucking sacks and 39 pressures. Obviously ludicrous. Those are crazy numbers. Um, it is at Washington State, not playing the absolute best competition, but definitely got some good teams, good ranked teams in there for sure. I actually even looked over the schedule, and there were definitely some big dogs. Uh, and I obviously saw some great competition when I watched his tape. Uh, he's in a guy – He's a guy that's in the third for a lot of folks. And I just, I actually said that he'd be an awesome second round pick, I believe for the Bengals. Right. Uh, and that's kind of where I have him. I think really his pass protection and his length will get him in the second pretty easily. In my opinion, I'd be shocked if he got out of the second round. Yeah. Right. What do you think? Um, yeah. So I don't think he has the uh, upside as someone like a yeah, uh, definitely not. like he's not like that like that athlete, he's not like an athletic specimen or anything um but what I, one thing i was really impressed about is like when he like fight when he's hand fighting with the edge rushers the way he like resets his hands on people it, it's very quick it's very clean and very noticeable uh it's what i feel like it's, that's something that's hard to teach you know like the ability to hand fight and like reset and like not and not panic uh on the counter to that, one thing he like, I think his like posture and his just like his technique and pass protection, he's tends to like lunge a little bit. I feel like over his pads, where that's gonna have to get cleaned up. I see him it as loses like, balance sometimes. I see him as a, I think he's gonna be if he can come in on a team that's a little weak on the line, start at right tackle, maybe even kick in if he has to. I don't think it's like really necessary, but he looks like the type of guy who could he can kick inside if he need if need be. Um, and I think he'll just be steady. He'll just be a, he'll look back in five years and just be like a steady guy and be like, oh, okay. Like that was a good pick on day two. Yeah, but I was gonna say if I told you you got that in day two, you'd be you'd be hyped. Yeah, I mean, 
especially nowadays, teams are starting to realize that it's not about who your best lineman is, it's about who your worst is. And I feel like he can plug sure. he can plug a hole on a team. That's a that's a great point, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Should we end the pod there? That was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was clean. Um, so we're gonna keep it rolling. Um, our next player, arguably the best tackle of the class and could be the number one pick. I got some really good odds a few weeks ago with him being the number one pick. And it has since come down a ton. Uh, We got Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama. And we got Ray here. Ray fucking loves this guy. So Ray, give me the good stuff. You know, I mean, this is my boy, but what'd you get him at? By the way, I'm curious. I got him at plus 275. Damn. Yeah. I think it's like minus like 110 now. I saw minus 155. Yeah. It went down a lot. Damn. You um, guys were here. You guys were here when I took it. Yeah. I do I remember that. that. Yeah, that's, I forgot about that, but I was killing brain cells. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Evan Neal is my boy. Uh, spoiler alert, OT1. Uh, he's 6'7", 350. But cut that, cut that, cut that. Yeah, 6'7", 350, but he moves like someone who's like smaller. I mean, he, he's his, his athleticism is top notch. I'm pissed he's not working out this week because I really wanted to see that. Um, his, I think one of one of the things that stands out in tape most is his the way he picks up stunts, in particular against Georgia. It's it's seamless. He doesn't bite at all. He just know, I feel like he knows exactly where he needs to be at all times. Um, one thing that's a little odd with it, I feel like he has a little bit of odd posture a little bit. I don't know if it's just because he's six, seven and human beings aren't supposed to be like that, but fuck it. Like he gets the job done. He's got the length. He's got the size to be, I think he can play inside though. I know like he's, he's huge. I know I said the same thing about Philele, like putting a guy that big inside may not be the best idea, but he did it in Alabama and he did it really well. Uh, That being said, I think he's a day one tackle. Put him on either side doesn't really matter, and he I think he could be one of the best tackles in the NFL, perennial Pro Bowler. Team, what do you like about Evan Neal? Sorry, those were very uh, very strong words. I like it. Yeah, no, very physically imposing. Exactly like Ray said, it's it's kind of weird. It, you could see it. He's bigger than people, but then when you see actually six seven three fifty, it is a tiny bit shocking, and it's going to be awesome to see him at his pro day because he is. Just like Ray said, very, very athletic for being that big. And he's probably the exact – if we were going to Madden right now and make a left tackle, it'd probably be basically Evan Neal's twin. And he really has, in my opinion, the second best just right behind Charles Cross, past pro in this draft. And But he obviously just has a much higher ceiling – not much higher, but definitely higher. And I think it's pretty obvious that he has the highest potential in this whole, maybe even the whole draft, just period. So that's kind of why he's just so high on everyone's board. Yeah, I think you guys definitely covered it. Um, just a really good player. It's no way to cut it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean, we're going to move on to your guy here now with Trevor Penning, Penning from Northern oh, Iowa. Baby. Oh, Dean. baby. Should we dim the lights and uh, hit some slow jams for you right now? One sec. Oh, 
God. Yeah, so, I mean, get me in the mood. Dean, just let you know, no one, no one knows what you just did. They just heard the. It's also hilarious. I just turned the lights off. It's also hilarious too because Dean's background is blurred. Yeah, like, <laughs> that whole thing but, was unnecessary. No, but uh, wait, I'll hide my hands. What's going on underneath the table? I will not be explaining. But anyway, Trevor oh. Penning. Do I need to fucking spell it out for you, Ray? I'm edging, bro. I'm fucking edging under the table when I talk about Trevor Penning. Do you need me to fucking spell it out for you? Get Kellen Winslow. Fucking freak. All right. Anyway, Trevor Penning, 6'7", 330. God, I actually... You guys obviously know Alyssa. Dean, before you finish that thought, can I just correct something? He's um, I think he's only six six actually. I think he, at the he's combat. like six six and like six six and six 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 and six, six eights. You're gonna fucking it, correct me on that. That's a roundup all day long. That's such a roundup, you cocksucker. Six anyway, eight, six eight and cleats. Anyway, I live with my longtime girlfriend, but holy shit, if we were at an Applebee's and Trevor Penning walked by, I would bail on her in half a second if he asked me to have a mandate with him. That's Yo, Applebee's sponsor the pod. Applebee's is solid, especially if we're on after 10. I don't know if I could pay that bill because holy shit, would it be expensive? But anyway, football side of Trevor Penning fell in love with him at the senior bowl. That's very evident. Uh, then I had to watch all of his weird Northern Iowa tape. But anyway, got a great staff for you boys. I know you love the stats. 654 passing plays last year, let up one sack. And the sack was just really kind of on a brokenish play. Parts Who are they playing the Citadel? I have no fucking idea. I totally <laughs> forgot. Um, <laughs> it was in like a random, a random note that I had, so I just put it in there. I don't even. I'm not even that confident in it, to be completely honest with you. But uh, parts of his game are are definitely raw, um, and that's really mainly why he loses his leverage sometimes, and he definitely compensates that for his his mere mean streak and his sheer size and his strength and that won't slide at the next level. So that's going to be something that he's going to have to work on. He's going to be a freak at the combine. Um, and he's just a coach's dream in, in a developmental sense. He, I think there's no shot. He's outside of the top 15 and he's got all the tools to be the best tackle in this draft for sure. It's, it's, Okay, right. It's not like a me, 10% likely, but I would give it like a 5% chance. Ray's shaking his head. So, Ray, give me the rebuttal. I mean, it's just like when Dean says weird and just over-the-top shit like that, it makes me seem like I don't like the guy. But I, I was very surprised when I watched Penny. I like him a lot. Yeah, I but as all the all what it takes to be the best tackle in the class, I think is a little bit much when you he has the it. tools to be. That's not that's not crazy. I, I As the know. size and the tools for sure. I don't know. I I I mean, I kind of agree with you. I, we'll, we'll get that past the uh, what you call it that mm-hmm. whole um, exaggeration by Dean. Typical. <laughs> uh, I was re- I was actually really surprised at this tape though. I know people were all uh, sucking him off like during the Senior Bowl and everything, and I was like, oh, like he's just a small school, like big, strong guy with an edge. Like, what what else could it be? But. When I was watching, he looked, he, you like you said, he was very, um, he's a very clean tape. I like how, uh, he's very calm when trying to handle the speed rushers, even though, like, that's not his, like, number one thing. Like, he's not his number one thing is an athleticism, but he handles them pretty well. 
Uh, one thing I like you said, like the whole mean streak and just dumping people into the ground. It's gonna have to chill a little bit with that, and to like go to build off that. I feel like a lot of times he tries to end end rushes with just his straight up upper body. He just tries to out outman people and throw them to the ground. Where he's gonna have to start driving a little bit more with his legs instead of just trying yeah. to hurt people and is, throw them into the ground. Maybe just just block them. You know, his pad height is a problem at times yeah. for sure. He tries I like mean, throwing him over a hip, like a judo throw or something. It's just like I, like, I actually can't get over how much I love it. I, I, <laughs> that's just a guy that I want. If I you could, if I could have twenty two, if I could have fifty three Trevor Pennings on the Jets, I would I would sign it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I do like the mean streak, like <laughs> Dean said, but right, I'm in agreement, like. That shit just doesn't fly in the NFL. Everybody's yeah. everybody's good. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's fast. Everybody's fast. Everybody's athletic, and everybody's strong. Yeah, like you can't you can't just win off of like brute strength. Yeah, he's not, um, not so, going to little boy people like that. Yeah, so getting in with the right coaching staff is going to be massive for him because he does have tools to be a, an absolute beast. Um, but. I agree with I agree with both of you guys. Um, I do like the player, but I think I think he's a starting right tackle immediately, though. I think he's going to be a mid. I agree. I think he can fall. Maybe he falls into twenties. Not the end of the world, but I think he's an immediate right tackle. I think he'll be a damn good one. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think he's development. I mean, he is a developmental player, but he's going to get thrown into it immediately. Yeah, yeah, for no, sure. for sure. Um, cool. So that was Trevor Penning. We are going to move on to Ray's boy at Ohio State, uh, Nicholas Petit Ferrer. Um, Ray, what do you like about um, your Buckeye here? I mean, number one thing when talking about him is just his just straight athleticism. He's, uh, he's, I mean, not on the same level as I mean, I guess maybe a little. He's similar to Cross. He's a really good athlete. Where like you could just he's an easy mover off the line. He's fast. He's just quick. I mean, his his obviously his issue, what comes with that is just the strength issue. He kind of got exposed a little bit against Michigan and Aiden Hutchinson. Where I, was, I remember that one clip I kept seeing over and over again. Like, it was yeah, that was not a good clip. For Aiden <laughs> was just screaming in his face before the snap, and then just ran away. It's like, holy yeah. fuck! Like, that was tough. I remember I I looked at your I looked at your face after that exact moment happened. And it was it was hilarious. Yeah, we were at the coop. Mangers. That yeah, was we were hilarious. at the coop. We had the coop. Oh but my god. That being said, I think that's something. Like his strength that can, that can be improved. Get him in. Like I said about cross, get him in a little NFL program. Just work on it, and I think it can get a little better. He has experience in both tackles. I know he played right tackle uh, last year for Ohio State, and I know he had some similar stats to uh, like cross. Like I think he only allowed like one sack. The, like th- the past three years prior to it, like yeah, yeah like a, a, oh, I mean five percent uh, of oh. um, I apologize, point uh, five percent QB pressure percentage, which is like which was like the lowest in the country. Personally, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with Ohio State's scheme and their offensive line collectively as a group. The past few years, they're always dominant um, in the Big Ten. But agreed, like very long, a really good athlete. And I don't see too many flaws in his game, especially if a, a good team picks him up. I think he'll be a really solid player, really good day two pick. There's also something to be said that, like, he took over the left tackle spot from Thayer Mumford, mm-hmm. and he and they just didn't give it up for inside. I mean, you know, what I mean, like, I know part of that was because, um, what's his name on Dewan Jones on the right tackle? They wanted to get him in there, and like, he wasn't guard, like, he couldn't fit a guard. But it is something to say that he took it from a senior, and I'm pretty sure 
uh, Munford was like the block O player. That's like they're like the leader they assigned that shit to. So I don't know. I think he has a ton of upside, just as much as anyone in the class, according to Dean. <laughs> and uh, I think fuck he, out of your Ray. The Put first forty pounds had... on the boy in three three <laughs> inches, and we'll talk. Okay. Yeah, put, Dean, your piece, you... put your piece on top of his head and then add. Dean, you got Dean, you got ball. any more to add or no? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. For Please sure. Do. Uh because I'm I'm actually just as high, I believe, as Ray on, on Pettit Freer. We've actually gone over this several times and and uh I actually am going to agree and disagree even a little bit with Ray on on his assessment of him. Uh so just like Ray said when he took uh when he took the I apologize. When he took over for uh, what is his name, Ray? Fayer Munford. Yes, yes. When he took over for the senior, uh, he, that was only two years ago. So he's only a two-year starter. So he had a fair amount less snaps as almost all these people that we've just gone over all these tackles. So that's a, that's something to uh, to note. He was the highest tackle recruit in 2018 by consensus across. No one had it different coming out of high school. Uh, I'm just going to disagree with. Ray a little bit. I know obviously he was exploited in that tape against the number one player or number one edge in the draft, but I think he's actually sneaky strong. He will need to bulk up a little bit. He's at about, I think he's sitting at about 300. Uh, I would like if he's at about 310, 315 for sure. And he got a little bit stronger, but love his footwork and a big thing. I almost saw this as much as anyone, his like quickness off the line when the ball snapped, his first step, uh, if you were to call it for an edge rusher, is like always spot on. It's it's very fast compared to the if you just look at the whole line, he's actually like a half a second ahead of all of them, like all the time. Uh, so very impressed by that. Um, and I think his pass pro is a little bit underrated. That's ob- I obviously Ray agrees with that. That's probably why we have him higher than most, because that's obviously pointed out as probably his biggest flaw in his game. Cool. So we're going to move on to our last guy that we're talking about. Um, and I know it's been said, whoa, Dean, is that to me or Ray? <laughs> it's to Ray. That's not to you. Yeah, it better be. Fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times. Wait, do we have another be... guy? We got one more guy. Okay, um, cool. Is it the Rain Man? Oh, it's the Rain Man. And oh, I know scary. it's been said a lot, this yes. pod, but yeah, possibly the highest ceiling of anybody. Um, <laughs> I actually really oh, like this. Guy. Oh, I actually I really like that. this guy. Um, he came into Central Michigan um, as a tight end. I think he was like 230 when he came in and has bulked up since and moved um, to their offensive line. He also lettered in wrestling and track and field. Um, crazy good athlete. Yeah. Um, but uh, Dean, what do you like about the right man here? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to start with some negatives because I have him. Dude, we don't talk enough shit about people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm because honestly, you can't really sugarcoat this part of his game. And just like you said, I mean, he just kind of got transferred over to, to the O line not too long ago. And was that true? He was two thirty. Yeah, that is tight, crazy. He was, he was a tight end. Crazy. He actually, got got up. some run at, at tight end too. Like his first I just year, he, he had like. like they get like 20 catches for sure. I just thought he was at least like 250 when he was doing that. I have no idea, but that's nuts because he's like, you know, he's pushing, he's pushing 310 now. That's yeah, that's yeah. crazy. 80 pounds. 
anyway, uh, you really can't sugarcoat this part of his game. He really, the Rain Man just straight up lacks lateral agility in my, in my, in my opinion. He, bendy guys get him, like get the best of him too frequently, in my opinion, to have him in top five tackles. Uh, sometimes handedly, just like I said, we saw it at the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl. We saw it at the Senior Bowl with Mafe and Luketta. I think they both did it like two, three times, even just to name two. Um, and then I will say a huge positive: his hands are scary. They're like he does these readjustments on them. I believe Ray just used it to talk about Abraham Lucas, and I saw this a lot for Rain Man. Uh, I mean, Muhammad Lucas, I apologize. Um, and uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, his hands are he he adjust. If you're if you're straight up with this guy, he's going to get you and and have his arms extended on you. He, he gets those arms extended. He really does it on some serious guys and makes them look silly. Rain Man, obviously, he's, he's a lot of pros, a lot of cons. I don't know it's, really what to it's do so with funny because your pros and cons. I have them flipped. Um, I think his lateral mobility is actually a big part of his game. And I think it's a, a big thing that, I mean, he came in as a tight end. Like he's a very good athlete. Um, and I think that shows on film and I think his hand placement, um, too many times are in the wrong spot. Um, and is a, the biggest weakness in his game. Um, too many times he gets caught up where he doesn't know where to put his hands. I feel like, um, and that's when he gets beat when he lets get gets guys get too engaged on him. Um, so it's kind of interesting. We uh, our pros and our pros and cons are uh, yeah. flipped. I'm gonna be honest. Um, to be honest, I, I think both are question marks. I think his lateral agility is question mark, and I think that what Sauce says is right. Like he, he tends to let people get inside him too quickly, where he won't get his hands on him soon enough, and then when that happens, he kind of loses the reps. I think when he when he a lot of times he does have hand place good hand placement for most of his tape, in my opinion, but when uh, there are too many instances where he'll let people get inside him too, like too quick where they get the first punch and then it's just kind of a wrap. Yeah. I, I kind of, the, the reason why I believe me, I saw the questionable nature of his hands in his tape, but I think he adjusted that in the senior bowl and he never lost when he was actually square with a guy with his hands on him. Rarely. I, I mean, I didn't see a rep where he did. He only lost in lateral agility. That, that's it. The uh, yeah, Bendy I mean, guy, Majai Sanders got around him too. I mean, Mafe it's just. It's tough looking at one-on-one -on -one reps rather yeah. than a collective. I mean, no, no, a lot, of them, a lot of them were on, um, a lot of them were in scrimmage. Um, of them were in scrimmage. But yeah, he'll be an interesting guy. I think, I think a lot of people have him to, like clear in the first round. Um, yeah. He's definitely developmental and needs coaching because he has not played a lot of offensive line. Um, but I think he's got tools um, and he also, could be a, he could be a really interesting pick for a team that um, maybe doesn't need him to start right away. Um, yeah. Ray, go ahead. Uh, he's also just a little older of a prospect. He's at least 24. Now. I think he's gonna be a 25 year old rookie where like, sure. He needs, needs some like uh, grooming, but, He's also got get up. There. He's a little older in age, where I think that does reflect in like him. An, another spoiler: him not being in my top five ranking. Yeah. All right. So we are going to move to the guys' top five. You guys want to do some honorable mentions? Give me two honorable mentions, maybe. No, um, let's just do top five. All right. Fair we just mentioned everyone. 
Yeah, we did the honorable mentions. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, a few guys we didn't mention, uh, Tyler Smith from Tulsa. Some people think he's probably going to kick him to guard. Um, I think he could play tackle. Um, Darry Kennard, also likely a guard. Um, Max Mitchell from Louisiana and Rashid Walker from Penn State. A few guys on the outside looking in, um, at least on our podcast. Um, but we will move to the guys' top fives. We'll start off with Dean. Dean, who do you got at number five? Uh, number five, I got Petit Freire. And, yeah, we just kind of went over him. Do you want me to go five, four, three, two, one off the gate? Yeah, yeah. awesome, awesome. Yeah. yeah, okay, good. I just want to double check. Anyway, I got I got Petit Freire at five. This one hurt me because I did switch it because I wanted to be typical me and just over-exaggerate and overreact, and I really just want to be different. So I really wanted to put Penning at three, but I have Penning at four. I got Cross at three, Evan Neal at two, which is a little bit surprising. I know it's not everybody. And then Icky, Icky Vicky at one. Ray, give me your top five. Yeah, we're pretty uh, similar. I got Petit Friere at five. I think the deciding factor of putting him over Abe Lucas was just upside, in my opinion, and my uh, Buckeye roots. Uh, four, yeah. <laughs> four, we got to go Trevor Penning, uh, three, Charles Cross, and then this is where we differ. I got Iguanu at two and Evan Neal at one. All right, so talk me through. Dean's got Icky at one. Ray's got Evan Neal at one. Um, you know, where are, the, where are the differences? Dean, what do, you, what do you like from Icky more than Evan Neal? And Ray, so, same with you after. Yeah, so... I feel it's pretty obvious. Uh, it's it's really just going to be his run blocking is just is definitely better. But I mean, really, even I would say this. I, I would concede this. I I obviously want the guy who's going to be better in the pass protection. Um, that because that's what our league is now. But in my opinion, I just think Icky is uh, contrary to Ray. I think he's a day one starter as well, and I think he has a higher floor. Um, and then at the same time, I just think there's no shot. He doesn't even do that extra step I said in his pass protection to be well-rounded. He's going to be, I think he's the most well-rounded. That's, that's kind of what I will put it at. Right. He'll go, you're about to fall asleep, but we're also splitting. Hairs. Done? We're also getting... splitting hairs. No, just, just give me, just give me a quick yeah, Evan I, over Icky. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just uh upside of tackle in my opinion. I think uh, Neil could be one of the best tackles in the game. And Icky could be one of the best guards, but I think position uh, value in that re- regard, I think it, that's what it is. All right. Fair enough. Um, fellas, thank you. Um, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our division review of the AFC North and got some more insight into this offensive tackle class. Come back next week. We're doing another division review. We're going over to the NFC, the NFC North. Um, and we're going to continue with our position rankings with the linebacker group. A lot of good players here, um, a deep class, and a lot of guys in those two to three round that day two um, that are going to be really interesting. Um, as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Between Two Tackles with the number two and stick with us as we go through the 2022 offseason. Fellas, appreciate you. Wah, Peace. Wah.